John 20, 12, 20 to 28. If you're there, you can say amen. I guess that's the preacher thing to do. Okay. <laughs> now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked them, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies... It produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world, listen to the word, will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. This is the part I want to emphasize. He said, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. If you can just drop your Bibles and lift your hands and pray over the word in this service that you would receive it, God. I pray right now, God, that the word would land on good soil, that it would take root and be received, and it would produce much fruit in these young people and in this generation today. I submit myself to you. We understand that you are a God that is alive and well. We are a people that come with an expectation of your spirit, Jesus. That because you are alive, you speak today, and we are a people that are here with expectation. We are hearing a word from you. Speak, God, and we will listen in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. You may be seated. Okay. I think it's safe to say that this has been a year that's kind of knocked us all off of our feet. It's been a year we kind of weren't expecting. It served as a wake-up call, if you will. We've been tossed back and forth by a pummel of blows that's wounded our everyday contentment. In the beginning of the year, we thought, oh, a new year, a new decade, how exciting. Um, 2020, you know, the, the 2020. And uh, that quickly shifted, and it quickly changed, because I don't know if you guys heard about Kobe, um, I'm sure you did. Wonderful basketball player. And uh, he passed early this year, and I feel like that was just the start of something. Um, and then this pandemic came, and it, it just, it kind of, it kind of put us, put the world in this state of a hopelessness almost. Um, in, their, in your safety, in your health, in your home. And fear has been running rampant on the streets, in homes, on the news, exposing its ugly face openly to this once spiritually domesticated nation more than it ever has before. And I know I'm talking to, to young people ages 11 through 17, but if you have the ability to talk, I've heard this from a woman I really admire. Her name is Sister Janice Chostrand, and she said, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you have the ability to speak, you have the ability to receive a word. So, so how I say it, 
how I say it. And I know we're, we're in the age old enough that I don't need to talk to you like we're, we're little, little baby girls and baby boys. Cause I remember being your age and you can receive the word just as anybody can. Fear has been running rampant in the streets, and I know that you've seen it. It's tried to work its way into our homes. It has audaciously yelled out as a child in a schoolroom would to mark itself here, present. Riots and uproar have caused chaos among the people. A nation that has labeled itself as united is now under assault by spirits of dissension, which make their mission known through blinding the partaker with the idea that violence and rebellion will lead them to their peace. And in doing so, these evils have tried to break down piece by piece the harmony that belongs in our nation, blessed under God, and has even gone so far as to try and tamper with the unity and the peace of the church body. How dare it? How dare it? Not ever in my life have I seen, and I'm sure not ever in your life in the ages that are in here, have you seen such blatant spiritual attack, such flagrant manifestation, such barefaced warfare by the enemy as we have seen so openly this year of 2020, not just individually, but collectively as a whole. Without a doubt, I tell you, a disturbance has taken place in the supernatural realm Hallelujah. But God has orchestrated this shifting. God has orchestrated this shifting. And the enemy is now losing the self-control to hide his face behind masks of new ageism and politics and social reform and social status any longer. (laughs) He's lost the self-control because he knows his time is running out. And at this point, he's just showcasing his face for what it truly is, which is destruction of the human soul and violence and hate and obsession and lusts and discord. And we've heard some question the authority of the church during this time, the same ones that seem to always question it whenever something's going on, wondering if we're going to make it through such a trying season. And we've heard and maybe we've even been tempted ourselves to think that the church is in trouble, that the world is closing in on us, that this thing that we once loved is no longer popular, it's no longer acceptable, that this season that we're in, it might not completely destroy us, but it might just injure us in part. And the devil loves to speak those kind of lies, especially to the young people who are the future of the church. And he wants us to think this is no longer in style. It's no longer in season. It's no longer acceptable. But I'm here to declare our young people won't listen. (laughs) We won't listen. And while we stand and we maintain our ground on Christ himself, on the foundation of Christ, while we claim victory over every enemy of that one true God who is Jesus... (laughs) There's a word he wants to tell you today. Our text talks about those who wished to see Jesus and how interesting it was and how just like Jesus it was to respond in the way that he did. This is the Jesus of the Bible. 
He said, unless a seed falls and dies, it's, it's one seed. One seed's going to fall and it's going to die. One. But it's going to produce so much more. And we, I don't know if you know the verse, but it's an it's a often quoted verse. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. For my sake, for giving up his life for my sake, he'll find it. And it says, we quote it, we believe it, but when it comes to living it, it's so much different. Jesus said, but my soul is troubled. What shall I say? But the world is in chaos. What shall I say? But I'm in this situation that nobody knows about. No one knows. What shall I say? Save me from this trouble. Make it easier. Make the chaos go away. Make it better. No. Mm. No, this is what Jesus said. He said, but for this purpose, I came here. I came here in this trouble for this purpose. Father, glorify your name. See, I thought this word that God gave me, I was like, this isn't a Saturday morning word. This isn't a conference word. This isn't a preachy word. Like I need something that people are going to get riled up about. I need something that's going to be exciting and powerful. And, and in, in this human perspective that we have, we are so, we are so blind sometimes. We're so blind by what God, what God's doing because this natural man can only see so far. But God said, I want you to tell them this word, Scarlett. I want them to hear this word. He said, tell them you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. God is doing something with this generation, with you. He's doing something with you. And it's going to be something we've not seen before. Listen, listen, it's not going to, it's not going to be familiar to you because you've seen it. It's not going to be familiar to you because you've read about it. It's not going to be familiar to you because you've heard about it. It's going to be familiar to you because you know, the one doing it. You know the one, the spirit of the one doing it. Jesus said, greater things than this will you do. Things you have not seen, things you have not imagined, you will do. We can't keep looking to the comfortable. We can't keep looking to the conventional. We can't keep looking to the common and think that we're going to get greater. We can't keep looking to the familiar and think that we're going to get greater. Not in these last days. We've got to step out into the unconventional and get uncomfortable for God in the last days. Hallelujah. If you believe that, just lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I receive it. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, the world is shifting and I know that you feel it. I know that you feel it. The truth is the common stranger across the street, whether they give credit to the supernatural or not, they can even agree something, a disturbance, 
something's taken place because it's that open. And just as the world is shifting and just as it's getting uncomfortable out there, you better believe that God is going to do something in his church that is going to shift the atmosphere of the supernatural, just like he's allowed it to be orchestrated out there. You better believe that in the last days, something's going to be shaken up and you won't be used to it because you've seen it before and you won't be used to it because you've worked in it before you're going to be used to it because you know the spirit of the one doing it hallelujah his spirit is what's going to be the marker his spirit is what you're going to understand his spirit is what is going to bring you comfort hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus Hallelujah. Jesus, have your way. And and understand this. Because as young people sometimes, and I think this is a beautiful thing, but I think this can also be something that hurts us. We 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 have so much boldness and we have so often, not all of us, but some of us as young people, we have so much vigor. Or we have so much zeal and passion. And it, it makes us want to step out and do things. And, 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 and you need to know that although it's unconventional, and although it's going to be uncommon, and although it's going to be a little unusual, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be... That it's going to be outside of the Spirit of God. Right? Okay? So he's not asking you to walk into places that show no relation to him. He's not asking you to walk out a step outside of the Bible. He's saying that where he's bringing this, this, this generation, (laughs) where he's bringing this generation to, it's going to be so a part of his spirit that it will exceed the understanding of man. It will exceed our understanding. And that's why if we look to, to the familiar here on this earth, if we look, if we go through the motions and all we know is God through a church service and all we know is God through Sunday morning and all we know is God through youth service and all we know is God through our parents and all we know is God through our pastor. In the last days, Jesus said it long ago. He said, wheat, wheat will be distinguished from tares. We will be distinguished from tares, and that's going to be based on who really knows him. He said, the, the Pharisees, Scarlet, he's Scarlet. He said, Scarlet, <laughs> the Pharisees will even, they even looked at me, and, and, and I was the Messiah. I am the Messiah. I stood before their face, these people that had given up their life for me had given it up for me, I stood in front of them and they did not see me. They actually wanted to kill me because they were not familiar with me. Because I was a little unconventional for them. I was a little bit uncommon, unusual, unorthodox. I didn't fit a formula. I wasn't familiar to their services or to their ideas of me. Sometimes our perception of God actually restrains him. 
because all we, all we know, all, all we see, all we allow ourselves to see of God, it, it, it has nothing to do with who he truly is. It's all about our idea of what we formulated through services and through conferences and through preachings on Sunday. But, but, but we got to read his word, right? Cause his word is who he is. And by the word, we will know him. And by the word, we will see him. Hallelujah. He said, Scarlet, I'm a, I keep saying Scarlet, but you know what? He said Scarlet, so whatever. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a roaring lion of Judah. I don't know if you guys have been to the circus. I don't know if you've been to the zoo. I love going to the zoo. I love animals. Ask my parents. I ask them for every animal I've ever seen. Get me a dolphin, please. My biggest one as of late, which kind of as of late means like in the past five years, is a pig. I really want a pig, guys. And I don't know why. I can't tell you. I can't give you a good reason as to why because they are nasty. But I just think they're cute. God is a lion of Judah. Lions can't be tamed. They're wild. God is an all-consuming wildfire. To try to tame God and to try to put that fire out will be dangerous to you. And it cannot be done anyway. So don't try. Don't try. Don't get stuck into the confines of your mind of what man has, or you really, might have created the vision that you've seen for yourself and your calling and your ministry and your future. You have a ministry and you have a purpose and you have a future. But don't get so caught up in all that you see and think that this is exactly where I'm supposed to go. This makes the most sense. This is the easiest. Hallelujah. There's a chatter amongst the angels this morning. A chatter about a people. A generation. A peculiar people. This word wasn't in a a response to people that weren't willing to get uncomfortable. It's not in response to a young people that aren't willing to step out. Actually, it's in response to a people that just like our text, they went to Philip and they said, I wish to see Jesus. I wish to see Jesus. It's in response to a people that burn for God. You know who you are. You burn for him. It bubbles over. And you can't put your finger on it. And you can't exactly formulate it into words what you're feeling and the specific calling that God has on your life. Because to be quite honest, you don't understand it yourself, but you burn for him. You, there's, there'll be moments here in your room and you don't know why, but you just start crying. Hallelujah. You just start crying because you don't understand, but you just love him. And even though you're in a situation that's a bit uncomfortable and it doesn't make sense to you, all you want is to see Jesus. (laughs) You aren't just wanting to see him at his coming on the clouds. You're too eager for that. 
You want to see him in the everyday. You want to see him in the morning when you wake up on your knees, at your bed at night, in your relationships, at the bank, at school, in your job. You wish to see Jesus. And to you, I say, he has heard your wishes. He has heard your heart. He has heard. He can't let such an all-consuming craving and passion and burning desire within you to be ignored because he won't leave his seed begging for bread. (laughs) He says, I have news for you. You, the apple of my eye. You, the object of my affection. You, the reason why I came in the first place. You, you, you here today, you, there's a reason you're here on a Saturday morning and it's because you wish to see Jesus and it doesn't matter how it looks to you, whether it's the Friday night service or the Saturday morning, you wish to see him. He says, I have heard you and my answer to you is get comfortable being uncomfortable because something is shifting and you're going to be a part of it to those who burn to those who wish to see him we are not swayed by what's happened this past year we are not worried we are not confused by the enemy's attempts at confusion we are not downcast by his attempts at depression and our soul is going to grow in health in spite of his attempts at spiritual and physical sickness because he's fighting a losing battle whatever he tries to manifest whatever he tries to manifest the church will only prove the opposite why Because what the enemy meant for evil, what the enemy meant for evil, God turns to good. And he's tried to hurt some of you and he's tried to keep some of you down and he's tried to put you in a box and he's tried to make you feel like you can only be one thing, one way. You can only do things in your own way and you feel chained up because to be honest, like me, I'm not up here because I'm super intelligent. Unfortunately, I wish I could, I wish I could pretend that I was, but I'm not. And I'm not up here because of my education. I'm not up here because I'm so special and I've done everything right. No, I'm, I'm up here because I wish to see Jesus. I'm up here because even though the enemy tried to put me down and even though there's things that he tried to put in my way, for some reason I still found peace and I still found hope and I still found joy. And even in the distress of a situation, just like you, I continue to worship and eventually to win because that's what happens when you're on the side of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you stand by the roaring lion of Judah, a consuming fire that overtakes you that's what happens when you're on the side of the lord he said get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where i'm going to use you that's where i'm going to use you hallelujah sometimes we are uncomfortable and we think sometimes we're uncomfortable and it's not because the enemy put us there Sometimes we're in a situation and it's, and, and we give too much credit to the enemy and we think, 
he's put me here and I'm in this pain. I'm in this distress. I don't feel good. And it's the enemy. No, sometimes it's God. And, and, and sometimes we choose the path. I'm guilty. We choose the path path of less pain and less discomfort. And we think we're in the will of God by doing so. But because we weren't actually seeking his spirit, we end up serving ourselves instead of the one who sent us in the first place. If we, we talk about Moses today, if you think about Moses, Moses stepped outside of what he had gotten himself comfortable in. He had to go back to a land to free a people he had kept enslaved for so long. And he had to, to, to lead them into a wilderness only to die there. But his ministry is just so powerful. And we talk about him all the time. And we talk about wanting to be like him. He, he parted the Red Sea. He, yeah, well, do you see his life? He had to get comfortable with his natural man being uncomfortable. He had to get comfortable with it. And when God comes, when the world is turned upside down, because they're hungry and they're searching, as you see now, as you see now, when the world is turned upside down, it's not going to be comfortable for this natural man. For this generation, I say, there are going to be ministries and there already are ministries. God is calling people out into that are uncomfortable and they are unconventional. They're going to be something we are not used to seeing. We aren't used to being around but God is going to use them to shake the foundation of the earth at this time. Someone is being called to something that's a little unconventional. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is to the world. It's foolishness. But it pleased God to use the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe foolishness to the world it pleased God so it's uncomfortable when you see some people come up here and preach and you see them jump around and you see them go crazy you think people in the world are like wow look at how wise they are look at how important look at how educated no but the spirit flourishes their ministry flourishes because they are being used by the spirit of God through the foolishness the foolishness of preaching thank you Jesus I'm a nurse I work at Cleveland Clinic here in Florida and not too long ago I had a patient that coded which means they were dying and um I had to do compressions on him. So I go in there and I went to start doing my compressions. And I don't know if you guys know, it's, it's, it's supposed to go, ha, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Okay. Like this. Not first I was afraid. I was petrified. (laughs) 
they'll die. <laughs> Morbid joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing these patients. I'm not singing ha 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 staying alive. I'm saying Jesus, 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 literally. And I'm doing these compressions on the patient and it's not uncommon. And I'm, I'm not to say that I did it or I didn't, but (laughs) it's not uncommon to break ribs when you're, when you're doing compressions because you're, you're having to put your full force on this person's body enough to push the ribs down to get to the heart. (laughs) You got to put your full weight on them. I'm doing these compressions and I'm thinking to myself by myself. Yeah. Dark room, real uncomfortable. Talk about uncomfortable. Okay. This guy's dying. The room, there's no lights on the hospital's going code blue 341 or whatever the room was. That's not the room. Um, but, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't want to break this guy's ribs because that's going to, when he wakes up, that's going to hurt. And I feel bad. I'm a nurse. I'm not supposed to be breaking ribs. I'm here to help, help restore the body to health. And I just thought, Hmm, it's his life or my comfort in this situation or his comfort. Really? It's his life or his comfort because what is a broken rib to a dead heart. What is a broken rib? (laughs) Sometimes we've got to deal with the broken rib to revive the spirit and the ministry of God in our life. Sometimes we've got to step outside of what is comfortable and what is easy and what is painless. And into the ministry and the calling of God in our life. Step outside of our idea of what we should be. And into the call of God in your life. Outside of the confines of your mind. And into the the purpose of God in your life today. And it's not going to look like what you're used to seeing. But that's okay. You get comfortable in that position. When Jesus told the people, follow me, and the Bible says, one of his disciples said, but I've got to bury my father first. And he said, let the dead bury their dead. In other words, in other words, you've got to let go of your familiarities and let go of your comforts and let go of what pleases you. (laughs) That's the Jesus of the Bible. And that's the difference between the watered down Christian And a disciple, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, a disciple will say, I will pick up this cross. I will follow you, whether it's uphill, whether splinters, weight, wherever I've got to go, whoever I'm I'm leaving behind, I'm going to pick up this cross and follow you because even though it's uncomfortable, it's going to please you. And the world today rejects this message. It rejects this message and, 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 and your friends at school will reject this message because it's afraid of it. It doesn't like discomfort and it doesn't like dismay and to the natural man, it it, it hates it. This world is all about pleasing, but to God, it's the kingdom of God. 
when many of Jesus's followers walked away, I'm, I'm going to skip all this because I know that if I follow my notes, whatever, I'm getting away from them. When many of Jesus's followers walked away and he, because he, he was talking and, and, and some of the people didn't agree with what he was saying. Jesus, God, okay, the one that we talk about on the pulpit all the time. He had people that saw him face to face and walked away from him. And he looked over at his disciples and I can just see him doing this genuinely and just saying, hey, will you leave me also? And I can just imagine those disciples thinking in that moment, man, what he just said was a lot. And it, it, it made me a little uncomfortable. And I didn't necessarily like it in my flesh. They could have left, but they didn't. They didn't, and they decided to get comfortable being with Jesus, even though it was uncomfortable to the flesh. Because they knew that their ministry would flourish that way. That is the kingdom of God. Jesus said, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. (laughs) Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. But he said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is what? The kingdom of God. So you mean to tell me that those who are a little uncomfortable in their spirit are the inhabitants of the kingdom? Yeah. A little uncomfortable in their flesh. Yeah. How many of you know the story? I don't know how long I've been going. I should have brought my phone up here. But somebody can come and play so I can just like head out. How many of you know the story (laughs) of Peter in the boat? Raise your hand. If you don't, it's fine. You can still raise your hand and pretend you do. I give you permission. Um, Jesus in the boat, I mean, Peter in the boat and, and the story talks about the Bible talks about how they're in the boat. The waves are tossing and turning. It's dark. It's, it's at the fourth hour of the night or something like that, or whatever the word says. And they see this figure on the water out in the sea. And they're like, who's that? What is that? It's a ghost. They're afraid. (laughs) And Jesus quickly says, don't be dismayed. Don't fear. It's me. It's me. They're already in this uncomfortable situation, okay? They're on a boat. They're nervous that they're going to sink. They're out in the middle of the sea. Where are they supposed to go? What are they supposed to do? And here comes Jesus on the water. On the water. I don't think it's ever talked about Jesus being on the water before this moment. Because this is the thing. If the disciples knew Jesus walked on water, you think they would say, it's a ghost? No, they'd be like, oh, there's Jesus out on the water. As usual. (laughs) It's a ghost. Peter said, he said, it's me, guys. It's Jesus. Peter said, hmm. You're kind of far away and I can't necessarily see you. And I'm in this really weird spot. (laughs) 
I don't know if I'm going to sink or swim. But something tells me that's you. You're over there. But I've, I can't get over there. I can't. There's no way. The only way would be to get the boat over there, but we can't right now. We can't because the storm, the waves are tossing and turning and it's dark and there's thunder and there's lightning and there's the boat starting to fill up and it's getting heavy and they're all soaked. They're trying to get the water out, get the water out. We got to focus. Jesus said, hmm, something tells me. Maybe I should just step out. But that makes no sense. Yeah. That makes no sense. That's gonna, you're going to die. If anything, you're going to look really silly. Gasping for air in those crazy waves. <laughs> and when you get back in that safety of the boat, everyone's going to look at you sideways and say, what were you thinking? That's what God is calling this generation to. That's what God is calling this generation to. Do you hear me? He's calling you to step outside of the boat today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me. Bid me to come unto you. It wasn't, it wasn't Jesus that said, hey, come over here. No, 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 no. It was Peter in the midst of the storm that said, there doesn't seem to be a way to you right now. But if it's you, I've just got to trust that even though it makes no sense, and even though it's a little, not a little, <laughs> this is life or death. I guess I'll just see. No one has stepped and walked on water before. If it's you, God, bid me. Bid me to come unto you. And Jesus said, come. <laughs> he didn't say, you're going to walk on the water to me. He didn't say, look to the right or to the left and, then, and, and check the temperature of the water before you get in. He said, come. Come. Step outside of the confines of the safety of your boat and what you're used to and what you think you understand. It's not going to make sense to you, but come to me. It might not make sense, but there's a Moses that needs to part the Red Sea in this generation. And there's a Peter that needs to walk on the water in this generation. Come on, if you believe me, you better receive the word today. Step outside of what you're used to. Step outside of the comfortable and get into the unconventional in this place. Everybody raise your hands and close your eyes. Jesus, hallelujah. Let him speak to you right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way. Speak to these young people, God. In the name of Jesus, speak to them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And some of you feel that. <laughs> some of you feel that bidding from Jesus, that calling from him. You feel it, but you can't put into words what it means. And you don't know the specifics of how. And you do not even see necessarily the what. That's okay. <laughs> Actually, you're not meant to see it. Because if you see it, it's been done before. Some things you aren't meant to see until you step out and do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your ministry might be something no one's ever done before. And this is what I believe God wants to say to this generation. There are going to be people in this generation that he is going to raise up to places high in status on this earth. If, if he told me, if you say anything, you better tell them this. He's going to raise some people up in this, this generation. High in status on this earth. And it's going to be uncharted territory. And your footprints will be the first to mark the water. I was going to say ground. <laughs> Get out of it. Get out of the conventional. <laughs> to mark the, the waters there. But God's going to confirm it through your pastor. And he's going to confirm it through your leadership. And he's going to confirm it through the voices of men and women of God in your life. And it will be unique. And it will be different. And some may look at you and say, who do you think you are? What are you doing? That's weird. That's unconventional. That doesn't make sense. That, 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 that makes my flesh feel a little weird. But God will confirm that it's him through his spirit. And he will use you in this last generation. He said, my sons will prophesy. My daughters will prophesy. <laughs> my old men will dream dreams. My young men will see visions. And I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And it's not going to be comfortable to this flesh. And it's not going to be comfortable and conventional and what we're used to. But let me tell you something. You are going to be used to part the waters of the Red Sea. To step to the water you are going to be used to call down fire from heaven you are going hallelujah Jesus speak to your people today some of you need to go home and anoint your own head with oil anoint your own head with oil and it might feel a little weird and you think someone else is supposed to do this for me you go anoint your own head with oil and you go pray for your own ministry and you go pray for your own calling and you go pray to step out into the unconventional who cares what people think because god's about to use you to pour out his spirit just lift your hands and call out to Jesus genuinely without any ideas of what you think it should look like without any ideas of what you want it even to be push that aside for a second 
Some of you need to step out into the sea and walk on the water for Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Speak your word. Confirm it in this place. Confirm it in their life, God. We lean and we rely on your confirmation. And we know that you will in your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You will do what only you can do. And we know we won't be able to blame it on ourselves and take the glory because it will be so outside of the confines and the construct of man because it will be the spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's all you are. 